Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 388. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. All right, guys, so I have an amazing guest with us here today. He's going to blow your socks off. Tyo Roxon, he's going to talk to us about storytelling, telling your message with impact, how to break through the white noise barrier, be seen and be heard in your space. Tyo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be on. Excited to have you here. I'm going to read your bio, give everybody a little backstory on you, and we'll go ahead and jump right in. All right. Sounds good. So Tayo is a storyteller, a cultural translator, and a brand strategist for change makers that are on a mission to use uh, their brand um, to make a difference in the world. And that's his passion as well. He's been named a top 40 millennial influencer to watch by New Theory. And his Art of Diplomacy TED Talk was called one of the 11 TED Talks that will make you a better entrepreneur by 99designs along with the likes of Simon Sinek, Mel Robbins, and the late John Wooden. In addition to this, he's a prominent speaker and the CEO of UYD Management, as well as the host of As Told by Nomads podcast. So, Tayo, welcome to the show. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a little, real pleasure. I was saying earlier, it's, uh, it's always interesting when you, you've interviewed someone and then you're, you're a guest on the show because it's, it's, uh, it speaks to the true community that we live in today. So, happy to be on here. Absolutely happy to have you. So, you know, Tayo, we mentioned as we were kind of chatting before, like, wow, is it an interesting time to be in live and to be in business today, right? Yes, yes. And, uh, right? You no, know, it is. And it, it, I think it's an interesting time for people to realize the importance of self-awareness, but also cultural awareness. And uh, no matter what's happening here in America or different parts of the world, you know, the intersection of globalization, digitalization is, is causing people to interact with people that are different from them. And so how do you interact? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's so key because, right, we're all so interconnected now, you know, and everything that you do as a business owner now is part of your digital footprint, you know, seen and heard around the world, whether you realize it or not. And mm. so how do you become more self-aware and how do you make your message applicable to people that are different from yourself so that you can expand your reach and, and make a positive impact and have influence beyond the scope of, of just your inner circle of people that are like you and, and, you know, uh, maybe have all the same perspective that you do. Yeah. I mean, I always say it's three ways. So you, you first, you educate, and then you don't perpetuate. Instead, you communicate. So you educate, you don't perpetuate. Instead, you communicate. And the reason why I came, how I came across this was, um, you know, my personal background, I'm a Nigerian. I grew up in five countries and four continents. And, you know, my first nine years were spent in two military dictatorships. And so a lot of what I witnessed growing up was an interesting introduction to leadership where there was a lot of rootless suppression of rights, violation of, of, of you know, of press and, and, and freedom. And so I remember being that kid wondering, well, how, how, how are we going to, you know, be happy? How are we going to exist if we are a country of 250 ethnic groups and, you know, there's a lot of interesting um, violations of certain liberties? And then... As we started to transition to civilian government, my dad's job as a diplomat started to take us to different parts of the world. And I ended up finding myself as this, you know, this uh, minority everywhere went. And so 
out of a personal need to figure out how to make friends and really understand how to solve some of the global problems, I started to really try to figure out what's the best way to make friends and then connect across cultures. And so the educate piece was I needed to really be aware of, of my, you know, self-awareness one, and then environment education of the environment. So education is education of self and education environment. You can't do anything in a cultural landscape if you don't know who you are. And if you don't know what your biases are. And so if you don't know what the things that make you uncomfortable are or what your values are, it becomes very tough for you to even figure out how to operate. And so I find a lot of people sometimes live in, in, in the world where we, things are programmed and they're told what to think, but they don't really acknowledge that. And so if you ask someone, why do you hate this culture? Why do you think that about our culture? They'll tell you, well, that's what I learned. And then you ask why, but like, well, my parents told me or that's the way my uncles and aunties have always said uh, things are. And so dissecting why you feel what you feel and understanding that is the first piece. And then understanding your environment. How, um, on the basic level, do you understand the socioeconomic makeup of it, the demographics of it? Do you know how certain laws that come into effect affect different sets of people in different ways? You know, it, it might be the same law, but how does it affect different people in the same ways? So that's the education piece. Now, the don't perpetuate piece involves one, I mean, on the granular level, it could be something as simple as as, as making jokes. <laughs> when I when I first came here, I remember I was 17 year old, um, years old, and no one ever believed that I was um, Nigerian because I didn't fit their profile of an African, and I sounded very different. But you know, people when they found out would always ask me, "Hey, um, you know, they would sing the Lion King song, or they asked me if I slept the lions, or anything like that." And you know, it was it was an interesting experience to to experience that. But a lot of times, some of these things are normalized by whether it's jokes or things in media that we portray. And so when I say don't perpetuate is on the education level, are you making sure that you're exposing kids and everyone to an accurate level of what the world is like? Are you teaching history from, um, you know, a full length? Are, are you, uh, when you're on um, social media, are you ensuring that you're exposed to different opinions? A lot of algorithms, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, expose you to things that confirm your belief. And so, right, are you, right. yeah, yeah. So are you doing that? And then, and then just understand that by inadvertently doing, making all those jokes or not doing the research or exposing yourself to an echo chamber, you're going to perpetuate systems and stories that end up being um, false narratives. And if they're false narratives, kids and um, um, policies are made on these things. So if a policy is made on a narrative where I, I, you know, I run a diversity and inclusion firm, that's what I do today. And when I go into companies, a lot of people make decisions on who they hire, fire and promote based on their perceptions. And many times in, in private settings, you know, HR professionals have said, oh, that person's name is Carlos, or I couldn't pronounce the name. So I didn't think the person would exist as a, as a, co a competent person. And then we ask them, why do you think that way? Well, because they're not from the country. And sometimes they're actually from the country, but they just didn't want to have to deal with that. So those are biases, uh, but they perpetuate systems and make people think that they are more than. And then the last part is instead communicate. Some people will do the education piece and they'll, they'll make sure they don't exist in echo chambers, but not enough people are brave enough to communicate. You know, how do you effectively deal with, with people um, that think differently from you? You know, how can you um, be a better conflict res uh, resolver and how can you make sure that it's not about you being politically correct as opposed to you making sure that you voice out your opinion so that um, another person can get to work through that. It's, it's one thing to disagree, but it's another thing to just keep silent and let let the the, the um, dominant false opinion be the the norm. And so that's that. Obviously, it's a longer 
um, <laughs> yeah, session in that. But that's just a brief summary of things that people can work on on a granular level. Wow. Okay. No, this, this is an amazing conversation, Tayo. So, so I guess my question is, is I really do believe that, you know, and I know that so much that gets passed down, you know, from generation to generation is faced, uh, is maybe, um, based on smaller thinking, more closed minded thinking than obviously we all want to perpetuate for the future. And, right. you know, each of us as business owners and everyone listening to the show today has a platform. Right. Yes. We, we all have a platform and we're all called to use that platform for good. Right. Mm-hmm. And so based on everything that you just shared and, and obviously our kind of small, limited perceptions and, and small minded thinking that, you know, we we all kind of um, are raised with that. Then we work over our lifetime to expand and grow. What are some of the things that you think that we can do to open ourselves up as leaders and as entrepreneurs to to make ourselves more accessible and to make our work more relatable to people that are maybe not the same as us to expand our reach and to help bring together people that yeah. otherwise may have never even come in contact with one another. Well, well this is something I, I, I did when I studied my uh, dad's career. My dad was a diplomat and a diplomat's job, essentially, you get posted to a foreign country and your job is to sort of I always say this, find the, the, the you know, look, sorry, observe the differences around you and find the commonalities that exist within them. Because you have to report back to the country to say, this is a good economic opportunity. This is how you can work on a political landscape. These are the human rights violations. These are the things like that. So in, in, in today's digital landscape, even if you look at our careers, you and I, I basically came, when I was getting my MBA here, I launched this podcast. I was told by Nomads. And that's what launched my career. And I was basically wanting to answer the question, why do we live in a globalized world and a digitalized world? And why can't people still connect across cultures? You know, it felt like such an interesting contradiction. And, you know, there's globalization, there's digitalization, tools are there, but people still can't effectively connect across cultures. And so I basically launched a podcast to show people how to, to embrace a global mindset by bringing on people who grew up in multiple parts of the world and on, on, entrepreneurs like yourself to talk about different perspectives. So aspiring entrepreneurs can create platforms. Let's say you have... You want to be a plumber or you want to be a carpenter. You want to be something. Why don't you you use your passion, carpentry, um, plumbing, to bring people from different parts and say, hey, what is carpentry like in this part of the United States? Or what's carpentry like in England? And that that's a platform where people inevitably get exposed to different uh, opinions. But it's also a different experience because you're bringing on different ideas to the platform. And so anyone that wants to launch a business on a digital landscape or even if you're a leader, it's finding, observing the differences around you and find the commonalities that exist within them. Operate from your own sense of passion, but understand that your own sense of passion is a universal thing. Just because you're an entrepreneur here doesn't mean there's not an entrepreneur in another part of the world. And so I always start off with what it is that you enjoy and then finding the different shades of those uh, those things. That's really cool. And I, I mean, I love what you do with your show and, and I've been on your show and you do an amazing job as a host bringing people Thank together you. in such a compelling and interesting dialogue. And uh, I love, you know, I was asking what's an example of a way that we as entrepreneurs can um, cross the lines. And I think that's what you're doing, right? Like with your show, um, you're using your platform to bring together different perspectives and experiences and exposing people to all different ways of thinking, which is amazing. So, 
Thank you. I know, Tayo, one of the things that you really talk about is like, you know, getting your message really heard and using storytelling to really connect with people. And, you know, to me, not for, for some people that comes very naturally. And I think that some people, maybe like yourself, like that is a strong suit of yours. And that has been a, a key mechanism for your growth and success. For mm-hmm. other people like myself, it doesn't come as naturally. You know, mm-hmm. I've always been like a super reserved, like more introverted person, even though I do a lot of external facing things. Like I prefer to like kind of listen instead of talk, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes story Storytelling can be uncomfortable or or you don't even know like where to start or how to use storytelling to get to allow people to get to know you better. So do you have any tips or strategies for people listening that maybe it's not as much of a natural way of sharing? Sure. I mean, and it, I think if you ask questions, you can change the world. I think there are two ways. Asking questions, there are multiple ways, but asking questions and telling stories are one of the um, fastest ways to change in the world. Because if you're someone that's behind the scenes, and no one ever believes this, but I was definitely an introvert before. Mm -hmm. But if you like to operate behind the scenes, the digital platform exists for that, where you could do it as a blogging um, platform. You could just say, I'm going to do roundup interviews of people in my industry, and I'm just going to, you know, email them five questions, uh, you know, thought leaders, and who are in the digital media space. And each week you could email five new people, the same three questions. And that could be like a thing that, that you become known for. You could interview thought leaders in a different way where you're saying, hey, in the community, I just want to promote your voice. I love what you're doing and I'm building a platform and I want to be able to create something like that. So that's that's the basic level, understanding that you can create a platform where you don't necessarily have to speak because using your voice doesn't always mean being in front of the microphone or podcasting. It, it could be you just giving other people a chance to express themselves. Um, so, that, so that's one way. And then the other thing is uh, everyone, everyone has the ability to be a thought leader in, in, in this sense. So the first thing that you need to do is, is I always say you need to figure out what exactly is, is your, your niche, right? So in your niche, but I'm basically saying, what is the thing that you feel like you are something you could be a voice in? And then what does that market need? What does that market need and what do they desire? And then if you're able to know what the market needs and what they desire, you can then say, this is the market's current situation. This is the, mar- the market's current desired, uh, des- um, desired uh, in destination. And if you write all these things and research them, all you do is position yourself as the person who can solve that. If you don't have the skill set yet to be able to get them to the desired situation, you have this, the hints on what to read, what to listen to, and what to um, understand in order for you to position yourself as a success story. And then you could easily create a consult. I mean, you could create a consulting business based on that, where you identify the target markets, uh, the target leads that would need that, whether it's through Facebook ads or email, and say, "Hey, I'm Kelly Roach, and I'm I help many um, digital digital business uh, um, individuals scale the businesses. These are the things I've done." And that is all you're doing there is through email and maybe a phone call here and there. But you're not going out to the world and saying, I'm Kelly Rhodes and I'm speaking of 20,000 people. So that's another way. Uh, But it all comes down to really understanding what it is that you feel like you want to be a voice in, knowing what that market need is and the desire and then how you can fill in that gap. If you do that on any level, 
you'll be able to do that through your voice vocally or behind the scenes um, digitally. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So when you think of good storytelling, coming back to that for a second, Tayo, what, what are some of the components of, of storytelling that really capture people's hearts and minds? A, a good story allows the audience to find themselves in your story, right? It's essentially you're a guide. You're a guide. Um, you know, I, 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 a lot of my favorite thing to do is to speak um, besides podcasts. I talk a lot, I guess, but I speak about once a week. And one of, one of the things that I know resonates with the audience is if when they when they come out at the end to me and they say, you know, you near that experience. I have never had one, but here's my version of that. Or the moment where you, where you got fired uh, twice, you know, that didn't happen to me. This is what ha- this is what happened to you, to my, my auntie or something. So you have to be able to tell your story in a way where you're a guide to that destination. And they, they, at the beginning of them listening to you, they're like, whoa, I can. This is actually me right now. And I want to get to where the, this person is talking to. And so there's that. And the best way to do that is to make sure they're seen, heard and understood. And understand that with any story you're doing, know your audience before you get there. Even if it's mm-hmm. through a blogging, if it's through a stage, you know, if you're getting, if you're invited to speak at graduation, obviously a lot of times you're thinking, okay, they're wondering what the next step is, what to do, or that's what they're looking for. If you're invited to speak at a industry event, understand what it is that are the common things. It all comes down to understanding needs and desires and then creating the gap in such a way where they understand that this is me now, this is what I could be. And then if you do that in a way in a, in a way that they can understand, it's something that they're gonna that they're gonna be able to resonate with. It doesn't matter whatever stories you insert, but make sure they're being seen, heard, and understood. And then you have a you have the steps there for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So so Tayo, you're doing a ton of speaking, and obviously you run you know your your agency as well, where you guys are are really helping you know organizations to to better understand their their thought process and decision making, right? Um, yeah. To to be more impactful. Um. So so what are some of the things that you are most excited about right now with the work that you're doing in the world, and what what is your message to our entrepreneurs? above all else that are listening to us here today? I think my message right now is that there's no time like now. Like if not us, then who, if not now, then when, right? I, but my biggest influences were the late Nelson Mandela and um, Oprah Winfrey. And I remember being the, the, you know, this skinny Nigerian kid, it was 10 years old, skinny Nigerian kid with a thick Nigerian accent in a French speaking country in an American international school going through puberty who had just come from um, two military dictatorships, and I remember feeling very, very inferior and not understanding where my place was in the world. You know, there was this idea of an identity crisis and not knowing who would listen to me, why my world would matter. And and if there's anyone right now listening, thinking, you know, I'm at a job I hate, or I feel like I can do much more, I would always encourage you all to, to anyone of you in this position to think about what it is that you you want your legacy to be what it is that you feel like you can you can provide value in and then really go focus on really developing that expertise and and you know whatever free time you have make sure that you 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 maybe list 10 books 10 podcasts 10 influencers 10 10 speeches and go to the comment section of every one of those um, online platforms and understand 
what exactly people are saying about that industry and then create the content. I think we now my generation is different from previous generations where creating content was it was a huge barrier. Create that content in the most comfortable way that you have, whether it's blogging, vlogging or Instagram or social media or podcasting and stay consistent because once you finally have one hit, someone's going to go back to look at your card, your catalog and they're going to understand that there's been a consistency there. But own your story, one, own the industry you want to be in, two, and don't underestimate the power of consistency while you're doing that. Uh, and, and, and then you, you find that there, there are different things that you learn about your style as well as things that um, could work. But the reason why I said understand podcast books, influencers, and comment sections is that you not only become skilled in the theory and the application, but you also become skilled in the trends. And, and, and once you know theory, application, and trends, you get to know people like Kelly Roach and then say, oh, she's doing this challenge that's going to help me build my brand. And there's a bunch of community with other aspiring brand developers or brand strategists that are there. I could also learn from them and also learn from her and then I'll build a community and then I could just apply it to my industry and then it goes on and on. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's having that abundance mentality, right, Tayo? Because there is endless, endless opportunity in this digital age with social media. There's endless opportunity in any space, in any world, in any business type. It's just, are you willing to uh, give it all you've got to tap into it, to share your story in a meaningful way and, and to do everything you can do to keep learning, keep growing. And, you know, I think you mentioned something really important there which is, you know, you dialed it all the way back to being a 10-year-old boy and then having a vision for your life and wanting to build a legacy. You know, I think it's so important. I think, you know, it's very easy in today's day and age to get caught up in where am I going to be this afternoon? Where am I going to be tomorrow? Where am I going to be five minutes from now? And, you know, everyone's tapping their watch and expecting to um, see the miracle magically appear in front of them. But the miracle happens like over so many days, weeks, months, and years of you growing, right, and doing the work and, and following following through on that big dream and focusing now on your legacy versus focusing on where am I going to be, you know, five minutes from now. Right. You hit the nail on the head, Kelly. And one of the reasons, you know, with the late Nelson Mandela, um, he spent 27 years in jail. Right. And 27 years in jail is, is a life. If I'm looking at my life, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, there's no way you're, you're 28. I'm, I'm 28. And I was like, there's no way you're 28. And for the longest time, I was like, as long as I've been alive, Nelson Mandela spent that amount of time in jail mm -hmm. and still came out to do what he did. And the ability of, of what that is, is how do you see the big picture of what it is you're trying to do and stay consistent? While he was in jail, a lot of what Nelson Mandela was doing was preparing himself for what would happen after the jail. You know, yes. he was saying, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was sentenced to life. So he, he didn't have any expectation that he would get out of that, but he was learning he became more understanding of the other side. He figured out how he got, he got a you know a degree a lot, you know, and he was working on all these things. And that that's a metaphor I like to use in life because you know a lot of people underestimate what they can do. Sorry, a lot of people overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in ten years. Yes. And, yes. And yeah, you've got to start thinking that way. I mean, when I first started my podcast, I came here from my MBA. I was you know I just left a job. I had a near death experience. I didn't know anything <laughs> about what the podcast would be. I just like, I just wanted to solve this, uh, try to create a platform for this. And then um, 
I just kept doing it. You know, since August 2014, I've been doing a podcast and, and you know, gradually became a, a community and then it, it grew and people, my audience was sort of informing like, hey, you should speak. Hey, look, look at the world. You should talk to this company. And I started to really start to see those things I was doing, but I would never would have pictured this for myself anyway if I didn't start at all. Yes. And so don't, don't, don't estimate starting now. Don't get discouraged if you don't get immediate results, but don't underestimate the big picture. That's it. That's it. And I think going back to what you just said there, Tayo, I think that's a great place to kind of bring it all together. You know, you said, you know, people underestimate, you know, what they can do in 10 years, but they overestimate what they can do in a year. And I think a lot of times that overestimation of what you can do in a year is what under, you know, undermines your passion and your commitment and your vision for what you can do in 10. So I think good, yeah. a good parting closing thought for everyone is, you know, are you focused just on the one year? Or are you looking at the 10? Because that's where the real magic and miracles happen when you stay the course right yeah stay stay the course any look think of any great person kelly roach <laughs> a gandhi uh any obama even like you know from community organizers to be president all these things they if they if you ask them did you know anything was happening it's like yeah but you need you needed to do these things first and there was no cheat in the process yeah. <laughs> uh, because your foundation has to be solid and and um i, th I think Understanding that yeah, failure is is not you know is an event. It's not something that defines who you are unless you unless you let it define you. Um, and then you know that's that's kind of how you sort of grow. Powerful, powerful, powerful. So I want to get people over to listen to As Told by Nomad. So do you want to give a quick plug for the show because super powerful podcast. We want to get people listening to. Sure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So yeah, I run a weekly podcast called Us Told by Nomads. I try to keep up with Kelly here by doing three a week, but um, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's it's, it's once. Top man, right? Three you a know, week. what's funny? I started doing the. I was doing once or two, once or twice a week. I haven't missed a week since August 2014. But you know, when I when you had you on the show, you talked to me about your method with Q and A, and then you got the solo, and then you got the guest. I was like, that's a great, that's a great approach. So yeah, I do that. As told by Nomads, listen to that anywhere. Get a podcast. Uh, my digital home is tyroxin.com. I am, I, you know, I do a couple of things. I help um, aspiring thought leaders to build movements by showing them how to communicate the messages with impact. And then on the corporate level, not uh, corporate level, I help leaders and companies to be more inclusive by showing them how to attract diverse talent and uh, communicate across cultures. And I'm always uh, putting out content, so I would love to say hello to you all. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So um, thank you so much, Tayo, for being here and for all the incredible value that you shared. Is there any other specific resource that you want to point people to before we wrap up? Um, no, I mean, it's just Tyroxin everywhere, T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N. And you, you type that and you find me on Instagram or Twitter. And um, yeah, that's, 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 that's me. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Tayo. Pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. You got it. All right. To all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you so, so much for being here. We value every single one of you guys. We appreciate you so much. And remember, until next time, I want you to keep dreaming big, taking action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word IGNITE to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear 
rapid growth and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222.